we read in this verse, it says that the, the governors or the, the people in authority don't care. Tuvimos una dictadura de 38 años donde Paraguay prácticamente estuvo en la pobreza porque no tenía que levantarse. And we were in a dictatorship for 38 years and Paraguay did not, um, did not, sí, was not built up. Mejor ser ignorante que despertarse y ver la, la realidad. We lived in ignorance and we, we didn't wake up to what the reality was. Y ahora que somos eh, demo, democrático. And now that we're democratic. Igual las cosas es peor que la dictadura. It seems like things are worse than the dictatorship. Los niños tratan en la escuela de hacer siempre su, copiar su tarea o siempre hacer algo que no, in no es bueno. In school, the kids are always trying way, new ways to cheat, new ways to um, change their grades. Y muchas veces los padres vienen en la escuela y apoyan a sus hijos y dicen, ¿por qué no le perdonas nomás? Es un niño. And sometimes the parents even come and say, well, why don't you just overlook that? It's just a child. Entonces, eso es lo que nosotros queremos enseñar. Una generación totalmente diferente a lo que mi país o los gobernantes viven. And that's what we want to teach these children, um, to, to live in a different country, starting with them. Y que ame a Dios, que por sobre todo... Ame a Dios y a, a su nación también. And that, oh, above all, they love the Lord and they love their, their nation. Por eso nuestro, nuestra meta desde que empezamos la escuela es edificar y sanar el corazón de, de estos chicos. So, our goal ever since the school started was to build these kids up and to um, educate them. Sanar todo eso, o sea, que arreglar todo ese problema. Um, and heal them so that these problems can be erased. Es muy difícil porque muchas veces no tenemos el apoyo de los padres. And so it's very hard sometimes because we don't have the support of the parents. Por eso muchas veces los profesores tienen que hacer mucho trabajo espiritual con los chicos en su aula. And the teachers have to do extra work, spiritual work with the with the kids in class. Esa es una, una bendición. Paraguay es un país muy corrupto, pero un país muy libre para hablar el Evangelio. But that's also a blessing for us. It's a corrupt country, but it's also a free country. And they allow us to teach the children on a spiritual level. Podemos enseñarle en el aula, podemos enseñarle afuera, en la cancha. Podemos tener el tiempo bíblico con ellos. And we can have um, Bible times with them in the in the football, at soccer field, in the classroom, in recess, in the, in the cafeteria area. Y el gobierno acepta y nos mira como las, un colegio mejor que cualquier otro. And the government likes that and looks at us like um, a, a school that's doing some good for the nation. Una vez estuve en la reunión de los de la supervisión, me fui para traer los documentos. And, and once I was in the supervisor, the area supervisor's office. Y me dijo, ¿vos de qué colegio sos? And y de qué Asia. colegio, di, de qué, di, qué, sí, de qué colegio Asia. sos director? No, a mí me preguntó ella. Sí. Uh-huh. And she asked me, what, what school are you from? Eh, yo le dije, yo soy del colegio privado Adonai, que es un colegio cristiano. I said, I'm from Colegio Privado Adonai, a Christian private school. 
Y ella me dijo, oh, qué bendición, porque los colegios cristianos son tan especiales que hace todo correcto las cosas. And she said, oh, that's great. Christian schools are the only ones who do the, the paperwork the right way. Sí. Um, can you take him to the bathroom? Sorry. Thank you, Lily. And... Y me dice, tengo seis colegios bajo mi dirección y son los colegios que más cumple con todo. There's six private Christian schools in my area and they're the ones that do the paperwork exactly how I ask them. Y eso es muy lindo escuchar que tenemos muchos colegios cristianos en Paraguay. And that's something really good to hear, even though there are other um, Christian schools in Paraguay. Paraguay tiene... Casi todas las iglesias tienen una escuela o un colegio. Almost, como todas las iglesias. iglesias procuran tener una escuela. Many of the churches, the churches in Paraguay, try to have a ministry, a school ministry. Otro nuestro, nuestra preocupación era de que la iglesia siempre está cerrado toda la semana y solo se abre fin de semana. And then our other worry was that the church is always closed. Only, it's only open on weekends. Entonces empezamos a orar, ¿cómo podemos hacer para que la gente pueda venir toda la semana en la iglesia o tener un... un... So we started to think, how can we, what, what can we do, what project can we do to um, attract people to the church or to Christ? ¿Dónde van la gente en la semana cuando los pastores no están en la iglesia o alguien que le pueda ayudar en la semana? And where would you go during the week if the, the church is closed up and there's no pastors there. Por eso pensamos, un orfanato o una escuela donde podemos estar abiertos siempre. So we were thinking about an orphanage or a school uh, or some project where we could be open all week long. Y realmente pensamos en la escuela y pensamos en pastores que puedan estar trabajando con los niños, los padres y con, el vecino, con los vecinos. So we started thinking about the school and, and God started showing us that that would be a way that we could work with the children and the pastors would be there and we would offer the spiritual help. Tenemos dos pastores que están eh, trabajando todo el tiempo pagado también para atender a los niños y los padres y es mucho más fácil a los padres venir en la escuela que venir en la iglesia. And we have two um, counselors and pastors that are working at school every day. Because it's easier for the parents to come and, and talk to them there at school. So after praying about having the school open the whole week, y ahora muchas veces pensamos orar para cerrar el, la puerta porque la gente, los chicos vienen todo el tiempo. Sometimes we have to try to shut the door because the kids stay till whenever. Sí. Quieren jugar ahí, quieren estar ahí. They want to play soccer there, they want to be there. There's a, a playground there, thanks to the Norton Church. I added that, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Y realmente Dios cumplió nuestro sueño porque tenemos 300 niños que atendemos y padres que hoy vienen en la iglesia. And we see the Lord really working at, at school. There's, there's 300 students plus parents or other family members that, that come 
often during the week. Es, es muy lindo porque cuando empezamos el proyecto de la escuela éramos como 17 miembros. And when we started this project, um, there were like 17 members at church. Y cuando empezamos la escuela, empezamos con 58 niños. And when we started school, we started with 50 members. 50 students. Y lo hicimos por fe, realmente porque no teníamos casi nada. And we started out in faith because we didn't have anything. Pero el Señor respondió en tres meses, el Señor respondió en, a nosotros todo lo que necesitábamos. And in three months, the Lord really um, started answering all of our prayers. Y ahora somos de 17 miembros en nueve años hemos crecido a 95 miembros y como 150 que tenemos en la iglesia. And now in nine years our church has grown to 95 members and about 150 come on weekends. Y tenemos 300 alumnos entonces hay mucho trabajo. And there's 300 students so there's a lot of work. Y queremos eh, mostrarle algunas uh, fotos y también We're going to show you some more pictures. Um, I didn't realize that we were going to have two talks, so I cut and pasted some things from this morning's um, program. So I'm just going to go by it a little bit fast on some of these. Once again, the vision is to train students to love God and take responsibilities through the development of capacities and gifts to serve others in the family, in the nation, and the world. And we talked about Montserrat. This is Natalia. She's one, our first student baptized. And she and her family are um, very, very Catholic, Her mom came and told me often that um, she didn't want us teaching the gospel to them because they are Catholic. And we said that I said that it was we were teaching the same stories that she can find in her Catholic Bible. So um, if her daughter writes those down, she can take them home to her mom and they can read them together because it's not a different doctrine. It's the same Bible. This, she can read it in her own Bible. And so... Slowly, the Holy Spirit was working in, in the mom's life, and she was opening her eyes to the real truth. And Natalia and her mom were both baptized um, at the same time. And her mom is like one of our neighborhood evangelizers. She goes out and with her Bible in the hand and just talks to everybody on the street. She lives like three blocks away, and so all the way there and all the way back, she's with her Bible and, and preaching to the moms who come and leave their kids off and go back and forth. So they're a special family that we have in church. And this is a picture of um, Jason's wife's sister, uh, Maria. She's very quiet. The, the whole family is very quiet. So if you know Kati, um, they're all very shy, very quiet. But she has a gift of painting and drawing. So she's done, um, she's done books. She's, done, she's illustrated books, um, Sunday school material, school, school material. And we're really thankful for her talent. And, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, she she some other students were working on it um, together with her, but she designed it. This year in Paraguay, it's our bicentennial year, and so all of our projects had to go towards the Paraguayan culture or the history, and so the kids were busy this whole year with um, bicentennial things. This is Gabriel Conti's brother. So he came, well, the family started coming to church when he was in fourth grade, and he was also very shy and, and couldn't even make eye, can't, eye contact with the teachers. And now he's graduating this year, and it's just really wonderful to see his maturity and growth in the Lord, and we are very glad to have him. I think I mentioned him this morning now that I think about it. Okay. Dida is also, um, she's from school. She and her parents were going to another church, but um, she started getting involved in school activities, and they came to our church. And she helps us with the PowerPoints on Saturday and Sunday. This is Marty Lean. She's um, a pastor's girl, Pastor Pedro, and she's very, very, very smart. She's 16 and is also teaching in Sunday school. Um, Marcos and Renato are on the praise and worship team in school. And Marcos actually brought his parents also to church. He was, he was always at church as a little kid. And he didn't go to school there, but he would always be in all the extra activities that we have. And his mom went to Spain. His dad went another direction, but in Spain. And he and his sister were left practically on their own at home and with an aunt. And so he would always just come to church. And then I was really good friends with the mom. And, and one day she was telling me, well, Marcos is my son Gabriel's age. So he was always hanging around us also. And I, he he's a wonderful guy. He loves to greet people at the gate, and he's happy. And I said to Oscar, it breaks my heart that he has no parents here, and and in a couple years, he's going to be on the street, just like any other teen who's free. And so one time I had the opportunity to talk to his mom, and she was going to be going back to Spain in two weeks, and I said, um... That just really breaks my heart. I, I want to adopt your son because I think he's he's so great. And I think you're missing out on a lot going back to Spain and, and leaving him like this. And through our, our little talk that day, the Holy Spirit really worked in her life too. And she canceled her trip to Spain and stayed with her, with her kids, Marcos and Sandra. And... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We don't have the see-through kind. <laughs> so anyway, then um, a, a couple months later, her husband also returned from Spain, and they got back together again and started working things out, but this time on their knees. And they were baptized two years ago, and Marcos was also baptized 
this past or now in January. And so that's a, a and her his sister and her husband were also baptized last year. So um, that's why we wanted the church open for you know all all week long because little the kids come and they feel something different there. They feel loved, they feel appreciated. They might not have anyone to go home to. Nancy is also um, a great student. She's she works in her um, own church, and she's also on the praise and worship team at school. And she's a really strong Christian, and the kids respect her for that. And like this says, with just one little look, she quiets down the class and everything. That's my son Brandon's class, so that's how I know. <laughs> and Brandon and Gabby, my my sons, are both in praise and worship. Brandon does the sound system, and Gabby plays the guitar and sings. This week he has a sore throat, so that's why he's not doing special numbers. But <laughs> um, they're both active in in the ministry with us. And the young man on the right, the upper right, is Christian. We wanted to talk a little bit about him and how the Lord really rescued him from a, a bad situation. His his mom is a lesbian. He lived with his grandparents. His uncles are all in jail. And he was practically living on the street. And so one of the ladies at church gave him a job in an upholstering place. And he worked there for several years. And kind of like the whole church just adopted him. And he lived with um, Jason Steidel for a while, who went down to teach... Um, English. Then he lived with Jason Jacobs for a year. And last year he was living with Ugo's family. You, I think you saw the picture of Ugo. And this year he's living with um, another family. But he's he's doing good. He's, he's grown up. He's also graduating this year, even though he's 20 years old. He, he wanted to do the complete school work, not just do the, like the GED test. And he also plays in the praise and worship team. When we go to the prison, we take him. He visits his uncles, who are also now Christians in in prison. But he's something, if you, if you remember his name, say a little prayer for him, because he's really, has no one else but the Lord and the church family. And Matt Hart, he's with us now. Um, when we look at these pictures, it looks like everything is easy and um, simple. Yeah. Pero es un desafío muy grande que de enseñar a estos chicos a, a conocer a Dios y a saber de Dios. But it's a huge challenge to teach them and, and help them know, know the Lord. Quiero contarle un testimonio de uno de los alumnos. And I, was, I want to share with you a little testimony of one of the students. Eh, él se llama Iván y le tuvimos por tres años en la escuela. His name is Iván, and he was with us for three years at school. Nunca se porta bien. And he never, ever was good. 
Pero siempre prohibimos a los profesores decirle a los chicos que son terribles o que son mal educados, sino que buscamos palabras mejor. And, and we try to tell the teachers to look for good words to express their behavior to the parents. So it's not like saying you're a terrible kid or whatever. Pero Iván realmente era terrible. But Iván really was terrible. El consejo sabemos, trabajamos muchísimo con él. And we all knew this and we worked hard with him. Y siempre desafía toda la autoridad y siempre está portándose mal en aula y distrayendo al grupo. And he was always being bad in class. He was always against authority. Y cuando hicimos, íbamos a hacer el campamento, hablamos, hablé con él diciéndole si, si él se va a ir del campamento, pero si se porta mal, él va a volver a su casa. So, um, I talked to him before camp, our school camp, and I said, you can go, but if, there, and if there's any problems, you're going back home. Entonces, bueno, por supuesto, Iván siempre se porta mal. And, like usual, he, he had something planned. Y realmente, él empezó a pelear conmigo y me desafió. And he challenged me at one point in, at camp. Y yo me enojé muchísimo con él, le reté muchísimo y le dije que le voy a llevar en su casa. And I was really upset with him. And I told him this is the last time he's going home. Y realmente yo me alteré, me enojé con él, perdí la paciencia con él. I lost all patience with him and I told him this is final. Entonces le agarré, le puse en el auto, le llevé a su casa. And I took him, I put, told him to get in the car and I took him home. Y le dije que él no puede volver a clases si no viene con su papá y vamos a hablar. And I told him that he shouldn't even worry about coming back to classes until he comes back with his parents. Él me dijo, vos me querés matar, pastor, porque mi papá me va, me va a pegar. He says, no, no, my dad is going to kill me. Y su papá es un cristiano, está luchando también por And él. And his, his dad is also a Christian. Él, es, eh, él apoya muchísimo con nosotros la disciplina. And his dad also was always um, supporting the discipline, disciplinary actions that we, we, did, we gave to Ivan. Al día siguiente vino con su papá. And so the next day he came with his dad. Y hablamos y le dije que le iba a poner condicional a estudiar su caso. And so he was put on like a document or a contract, a conditional um, contract that he could, he could be there. We would be um, looking at his behavior monthly, by month by month. Su papá aceptó eso y agradeció que le estamos aceptando en la escuela. And his dad was thankful. Entonces, cuando terminó la reunión, me dijo, yo quiero hablar solo contigo. So when we finished talking with the parents, he said, can I talk to you? By myself. Me dijo, Pastor, yo quiero pedirte perdón hoy. He said, Pastor, I, I want to ask you for forgiveness today. Porque yo nunca te vi enojado conmigo, nunca te vi con esa cara, entonces sentí demasiado de haberte enojado así. He said, I never saw you mad, I never saw you upset, and when, when, you, got, when you got angry, I just felt so terrible. Entonces yo le dije, perdóname, realmente yo reaccioné mal contigo. He said, well, I'm sorry if I reacted um, with anger. 
Él me dijo, no, no, vos me dijiste todo lo que tenía que decir. He said, no, you told me the right thing, what I needed to hear. Yo, a mí me dolió demasiado verte triste. Entonces, ese, ese es, por eso quiero pedirte perdón. It just hurt me to see you upset. Because Oscar is always a joker, but in Spanish. But he said, it, it just hurt me to see you upset and sad. Entonces, eso pensamos con Iván y nos pusimos a orar y a, a pedirle perdón a Dios. And so, um, nosotros pedimos perdón. Sí, con él yo oré. So, I, I prayed with him and we both asked forgiveness from God. Le dije, así es Dios. Dios se pone triste cuando nosotros nos portamos mal, pero él, él, qué lindo que podés reconocer que me dolió el corazón. Le, le hacemos doler a Dios también muchas veces. He said that's the same way it is with God. So many times we hurt his heart and él le hiciste ver a Iván. Sí, que Dios está esperando que volvamos a And God is, is waiting for us to come back to him to ask for forgiveness. Porque le, le, le hacemos doler Because we make him sad many times. Entonces, Iván realmente terminó la escuela con nosotros el año pasado. Terminó. Pero condicionado, sí. Pero no en aula. No. Um, so anyway, we let him finish school last year, but not in the classroom. He had to get his homework from someone else, and he had to do the final exams on his own. Era muy difícil para mí. Me dolía mucho. Le queremos mucho a Iván. And it, it hurt me to see that discipline on him, because we really like Iván. Entonces, este año él solo quería volver en Adonai. And el año pasado estaba en una beca. So this year he wanted to come back to Adonai, but last year he was on a scholar, um, financial aid, and so we told him that this year he wasn't allowed back with the financial aid, but he was allowed back if he paid. We didn't think that was possible. Entonces él me dijo, vino a tener una reunión conmigo. And so he came and had a meeting with me. Pastor, yo igual voy a venir en esta escuela. He said, I'm coming back. Yo cambié, Pastor. I, I'm changed now. Entonces me dijo, yo voy a trabajar y yo voy a hacer todo para volver a Adonai. I'm going to work and I'm going to pay my own schooling. Y él realmente en, en marzo, casi abril, vino a la escuela, por fin pagó toda su deuda y vino a la escuela. So in March, at the end of March, he finally came, he enrolled and he's... Doing good. Y le pusimos condicional otra vez. But we did make him sign that contract with it. We're going to be checking his progress month by month. Ustedes saben que Iván está totalmente convertido. Él es una persona totalmente nueva. And we can see a transformed life. We can see a real conversion in his life this year, in the past couple months. Él se va en otra iglesia. Yo me fui en una conferencia en esa iglesia. And he goes to a different church near near our school and once I, I was there at a conference y él estaba en la conferencia and he was also there porque se trata de cómo poder perdonar a otro romper tu, tu, tu vida pasado and the conference was about forgiving people y le encontré Iván ¿qué estás haciendo aquí? and I said what are you doing here? y me dice pastor yo quiero cambiar and he said pastor I'm, I want to change 
y realmente él cambió. Dios hizo un, un trabajo en él. Hoy es nuestro músico. Él es un, tiene un talento en música. And we can see how the Lord is is transforming his life. He's in the praise and worship team. He has a talent for singing and for playing the guitar. Y es realmente un milagro. Es, and es, it's a miracle. Es una de las historias. Tenemos muchísimo de esa historia. It's it's just one story. All of those kids have a story behind them. So if you have any questions. And if not, thank you for coming and enjoying this time with us as we remember Paraguay.